We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of No <laughs> Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as Let's always, go. with my co-host Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what is going on, buddy? We uh, we're back, man. We got it's double game week. Double, double game, game week. week, which means we'll probably have a, a shorter podcast for you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's there's definitely things to talk about this week. Gianluca Buzzi of transfer rumors heating up. What we're talking, no. uh, Tim Melia, U.S. men's national team. What is happening? Yeah, well, let's not get too far let's ahead of not ourselves. Get it. Come on, everyone, <laughs> you can get a little excited. This it's still a step. We know it step. is. It is, and we'll talk about that for sure. And yeah, we'll talk about the Portland game. We that did not go how we wanted it to go, but we got two games to bounce back to Wednesday night, tonight, and Saturday. So that's we'll, right. Uh, we got a lot to cover this week but first thank you to all of you who have left five star ratings and reviews if you have not yet done so please go do it we're going to read it even if it's not a five star but we'd like you to leave a five star so please go ahead and leave that rating and review we'll read it on air and uh go check out uh radkey i know some of you last week mentioned how much you love the intro music and uh radkey's a local kansas city metro area band that was nice enough to let us use their song cat and mouse as the intro so and they're going on tour man with the foo fighters not just them though they, they got other places they're going to they're doing like what 10 shows with foo fighters and then yeah. going elsewhere with other people and it's pretty cool they're gonna be in chicago at uh what Lollapalooza and riot fest yeah i think so yeah that so. is wild yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I mean, they've they did their first thing with Sporting KC what back in like 2015, and yeah, it was a since, while ago. since then they've just kind of continued to grow and grow and get more popular. And one of these days we might be talking about Radke like we talk about the Foo Fighters. Who knows? Oh my so. goodness! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, we uh, we very much appreciate them. So go check out their music. But uh, before we get into the actual podcast. Y'all know we love Manscaped, and oh, we uh, we just want to keep telling you about it every week, week after week. So I'm gonna let you, Dan, take this one and let them know all they need to know. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it away because we just hit summer solstice, man. So naturally, they send us more stuff to read. They're mm-hmm. like, it's summertime, read this shit. I'm like, all right, <laughs> well, we'll do it. You're giving us product to try, and I I'm loving it, man. And I tried it out, and uh, summer's here. 
And and are you, Jimmy, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Trick question. Of <laughs> well. course you are. Because <laughs> you're in luck. Our friends over at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower, lawnmower 4.0. Yep, you heard that right, the 4.0. Complement your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. All right, the sun is shining and calling your name, fellas or ladies. Join the two million men or ladies worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy or girl summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with the code NOOTHERPOD. All caps, all one word, no other pod. All right? Dude, we've all nicked our, our, our man bits before, okay? We've all tried. <laughs> We're like, ooh, I'm going to get sexy. I'm going to get sleek like a little boy, you know? And it, it's, it's, it, it hurts the confidence when you do that. Maybe you bleed a little bit. You're like, is there a big artery down there? I might die. That's um, probably what's going to happen. Bro, it's, it's time to bundle up, all right, with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It's a bundle, man. You get a bunch of products for, for one low price rather than buying them all individually. So mm-hmm. inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, which are great. I love to work out in them. They're very lightweight. Mm-hmm. And a travel bag to hold your goodies. All right, first off, the new... Performance package 4.0 includes the lawnmower 4.0. The trimmer's insane, and I dare, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, that's right. The goat. I said the LeBron. That's right. Not the MJ. (laughs) Trim my balls, LeBron. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there it is. Hey, their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. I don't ever turn it off, Jimmy. I love it. Put the spotlight on me. I'm a, I'm a attention whore. I want yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's impossible to use it without having the spotlight on, really. I mean, right. you just and, need and to use it. Where do you want to do this trimming? Do you want to go to the shower or the bath? Well, did I mention the trimmer's waterproof? All right. In the shower or out in the wild. <sighs> And from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. All right, the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Easy for me to say. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I love it, dude. I get little nose hairs. No more plucking. I'm just, just trim them out. Perfect. It's good. It's great. Now you seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use crop reviver. Manscaped even threw threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. All right, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code NOOTHERPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code NOOTHERPOD at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. I'm awesome. excited, man, because why? They keep sending us stuff to try, and I love every product they have. I'm not even saying it because they're telling me to. I mean, I would. You don't know. Maybe <laughs> but I'm not. I swear to God. I can say I know that you and I were texting about, you know, making sure that, you know, we're on the same page with 
with the read and everything. And you told me the other day, you're like, I'm sold, man. I'm sold yeah. on their products. I love them. And that was just a legitimate like text aside that it was just you and me. So it's you and uh, me talking about our dudes, our balls, but <laughs> dude, they get that you get they have a little razor. And I'm like, oh man, I've never done like a, a blade on my sensitive bits. Like I'm scared. Yeah. And uh I was like, you know what? I gotta try it. I, I they sent it to us to try it, so I have to. And I'm like, this was I never once felt unsafe. Yeah. It just it was awesome. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I feel like a swimmer. I could go be really fast. <laughs> cool now. Go to the Olympic trials right now. See if uh, test your yeah. your aerodynamics. Absolutely. If if all else fails, <laughs> I will drown swiftly. There you go. <laughs> At least go you'll look fast. good while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's. You know, we don't want to really talk about this Portland game, but let's shift and talk about this for a little bit, right, and then yes. we'll we'll look forward more. But you know, this was. Um, we had talked about, you know, I was a little concerned because Portland's always a tough place to play and, and Sporting's had some history there, some good, some bad. They went over it in the broadcast and I was like, do we have to mention the double post game every single time we go to Providence Park? Did they say that? I must have missed that. They did. They mentioned it. And wow. I was like, are we, this was like, it's almost seven years ago now, six years ago. Like, yeah, at some point we can go there without mentioning it. But uh, this was well, when they name a bar after us, it seems uh, that's pretty petty. it's set in stone, man. You have to mention petty. it every freaking time. They, OK, they say, quote, we named a bar, but like they put a sign over an existing concession stand and it's not even right. like a good looking sign. No, not a good looking sign. I don't know how you could even be a fan of this club, uh, especially <laughs> if you don't even live there. Like, why would you even be a fan of Portland if you live nowhere near Portland? It's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm throwing yeah. shade at your little brother. You know yeah, damn well what I'm I know. Doing. He is. Well, he's also a Trailblazers fan. So he's, uh, <laughs> we do, to to be fair to him, we I do know. a family up there. We go up there quite a bit. But yeah, I just, I like Timbers, man. Everything about, I, I really do like everything about Portland, yeah. the city, except for this soccer club. Except for when they beat us, for sure. <laughs> I do not like the Portland Timbers. And, you know, this, this lineup they put out, it was it was kind of deceiving because they were talking up all about Portland's injuries leading up to this game. Are they going to have Sebastian Blanco back? Steve Clark hasn't been in there. You know, it's just they still have Diego Valeri. They still have uh, Diego Chara. Uh, Daron Espria obviously is good. Uh, Jeremy Abobase is becoming a very solid forward in MLS. Yeah. Um, though we did have the return of Alan Polito. So it was, uh, you know. Alan Polito was there. Jalen Lindsay was, was in the starting lineup. Johnny Russell in the starting lineup. I don't know. Lineup wise, I don't know your thoughts, but I'm looking at these lineups and I'm like, well, yeah, sporting has the better lineup on the field. So I thought yeah, the lineup looked better, but I, the performance definitely was not the better team. You know what I mean? And, and you said Polito returned. It was kind of a quiet return. I mean, it's not like he came out doing amazing things. Why? Because they did what they do. And they like triple team Polito every chance they got. Like that's that's the game plan. And if yeah. he's in trouble and can't kick it off to someone in time, it's it's a takeaway. Yeah, it's you know this game. I did see some people say online they're like, "Oh, Sporting was the better team. We deserved three points." And even Peter Ramiz was weirdly happy with the performance after the game. Uh, yeah, why but... is he not mad anymore? Where's where's Mad Peter? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. He uh, he just he seemed like he was in a good mood, but. No, yeah, Sporting did win 65% of the possession. They did take 19 shots to seven. But then you look at shots on goal, it was three to three. 
you know, Sporting did have almost double the amount of passes. They had a better passing accuracy and they had a hell of a lot more corners, but I don't know a lot when of I corners. Yeah. When, yeah. Well, don't get me started on corners either. When they're talking about all the, the money that, that Portland was going to donate because they were going to take corner kicks and they're like, and they're going to donate a hundred dollars per corner kick that either the Timbers or the Thorns take this weekend. And I was like a hundred dollars. And like, we got through the game and Portland took two corners and I was like, come on now, Portland. Timbers didn't get their first corner until damn near halftime. Yeah. Y'all can, <laughs> y'all can afford to donate a thousand dollars per corner and it's going to be fine. Even if you end up with 10 corners like sporting did, you're telling me the Timbers don't have $10,000 to donate to a good cause. Come on now. That's rough though. You know, pandemic man hard times yeah well <laughs> i have less sympathy but uh <laughs> well, what, I don't know. this is just crazy man this shouldn't have happened silly goals as well you know not no fault of tim melia uh does the defense seem to be an issue it's just i don't really know you know it's it's weird but we're in the middle of summer dude like it's it's time to know who this team is we can't just make excuses anymore like okay we lost big deal but we're not losing games we lost a game yeah, we're going to bounce back. We're going to be OK. We got Colorado at home, big LAFC on Saturday. I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that this we know this is a pretty good team. Is this an elite team? Probably not. It's a flawed I don't like team. to lose to anybody that's outside the playoff line, though. That's what hurt. I was like, we should not lose to these guys. Yeah, but I mean, Portland's better than their standing shows because I mean they didn't have I mean granted he didn't play for most of this game but Sebastian Blanco hasn't played in months due to injury he returned this game granted as a sub in like the 80th minute but he returned uh Steve Clark their goalkeeper returned from injury so they've been dealing with a lot of injuries similar to how sporting has in years past oh, okay so we we got them at a time where they got all the good guys back they're starting to get their guys back you know valerio was in clark, there though. charles steve, clark's not good. <laughs> steve clark does have one of the more punchable faces in mls i think I, i'm not a fan i feel, i don't know i don't i'm not a fan of him yeah but i mean they're like bobby they're, shuttlesworth i just like <laughs> <I can't do> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> he doesn't wear the mask like bobby shuttleworth does though that's true that's fun mask yeah but, uh, I mean, this is a solid team. And you saw a little flash of it in the third minute. I mean, they were playing a very specific strategy where they were going to let Sporting – it was weird. It was almost like roles were reversed. Sporting looked more like the home team, and Portland looked like the away team because Portland was content to sit back, let Sporting earn 65% of the possession, and then try to kind of strike quick on the counter. And in the third minute, that's sort of what happened. There was a, a quick little run uh, by Diego Valeri. He passed outside, I believe, to his Aspria. And then uh, Jeremy Abobasi, a little back heel flick to Tim Melia. And Tim had to fall down real quick and sort of just do a, a reaction save. Um, it almost went in. And, and that was indicative of how Portland, they're fast and they can turn things on a dime on the counter. And that was sort of foreshadowing for me for the rest of this game. Kind of scary when that happens and you see them knocking on the door. Let me knock on my door. It's it's a bad <laughs> deal, man. You know they're coming. You yeah. know. Yeah, it was. You know, Sporting lived to survive that attack, um, and then you know, 28th minute, Sporting does what what we've done better than any team in the league so far this year, which is score goals. Which I didn't realize that we before this game started, we had more goals than any other team in MLS, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I think we don't anymore. No, I don't think so either. Game, but like, uh, 
Graham Zussi is over here rehabbing a hamstring and he's like, ah, oh, God damn it. Yeah. That's, uh, that guy plays my position and is scoring bangers. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we might actually still have the most goals in the league. It looks like. Okay. We have 17 to, I think it said Seattle has 16 which is true maybe not goals per game maybe i think goals per game we are not first that is correct because yeah. seattle has one game in hand they've played nine we've played ten right so. we played a little more than everybody else and why hey let's play some more this week let's double it up <laughs> <laughs> but you know um 28th minute there was a a loose ball on the box a uh, balls flying around and jalen Lindsay gets it um I didn't expect him to shoot this because he just kind of gets it near the top right corner of the box. And man, this is a laser directly into the top right corner of the net. This is not an easy goal to score. And he puts it away with class. Uh, He might beg to differ because it looks like he's done that before. Like the way he did it, uh, he was not nervous. He just hits it. And there you go. You know, like he's done that in training probably. Probably. Yeah. But I mean, like the clear dive for it. I, I don't think he had a chance. Well, I mean, he, he didn't really make a move. He kind of flinched, but I mean, it was upper 90 in the, in the top the upper right corner. 90, it was a sh- uh, small margin of error. Like it yeah. was just right there, dude, in the corner. It, was, it was literally about the most perfect place you could put a ball when you're shooting it. So yeah, no one's getting that. No, not at all. So, I mean, 28th minute sporting KC goes up one zero. This is a little bit of a different situation. Feels weird. I, I'm not feeling good because <laughs> I'm like, this isn't how we win games. Right. This is not a good idea. It's weird. What, how, I mean, what's with the new game plan, guys? <laughs> and it all felt like the perfect storm for something to go wrong because yeah. earlier in the game, they had just shown a graphic of like when Portland concedes first, they're 0 and 4 on the season. And when they score first, they're whatever, like a better record. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they were winless when they conceded first. Oh. And so it's like, I don't know. I just don't like there were, false hope. there were little things all throughout the game where I was just like, this is, I just felt like it was setting up for a Portland redemption. And I did not like yeah. it. Bad but, deal. There's nothing worse either than staying up for a late game uh, and, and not getting rewarded with the victory. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, you got to go to bed feeling like kind of pissed and jacked up at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not fun. It kind of ruins your night. You go to bed, you know, bad taste in your mouth and i mean the good news is with soccer at least okay like you said we have another chance tonight wednesday night against colorado we can come back and and we can wipe it away so we'll see we need to light them up like we need to make a statement you know what i mean like they got to be pissed dude they just played saturday four days rest it's like let's let's go knock these colorado guys out i hope so womp on them (laughs) womp on them you heard it dan wants you to womp on them swamp little swamp elephant sound um 36th minute off a set piece i feel like i'm a broken record when i say this but sporting KC still seem to have struggles with defending against set pieces like they just have a problem clearing the ball and valeri sent this one in it it bounced around i think it got to was it roger espinoza's head first and he tried to clear it it didn't really clear well it fell to the right up in the air right uh well it just kind of like he almost flicked it on as if he was on the attack yeah, like that's not it, good it didn't clear and it fell right to Darren Espria who he took a touch or, or he tried to shoot actually Jalen blocked it but then it was like slow-mo the ball kind of just dropped at his feet again I don't think anyone on sporting 
really saw what was happening and nobody really stepped to the ball to try to block it. So he just took another shot. There were too many bodies between Aspria and, uh, and Timelia and Melia couldn't see what was going on. And Aspria just puts it basically in like a three inch window and the near post if Melia could have got a better sight line, maybe he could have blocked it, but one, this one, is not the first goal that has been scored like this with all that, all that traffic, all that congestion, mm-hmm. like Tim just can't see. And all they got to do is take one big hit and his reaction time's just off. And it's, you got to get it out of there. you got to get it out of the box. I mean, but you're worried about not fouling the guy and it, it's a whole conundrum, man. It just, it's been a couple times where they haven't stepped up properly sporting's defense i mean and you know it's like just they're a half second slow to to close down the gap and step up to the the attacker and when you give this is like you said it's like the third or fourth time it feels like when you give an attacker just that little half second of space all they need is a slight window and doesn't have to be a perfectly hit ball yes but it can happen and that's what happened you you don't have to be perfect dude you just have to shoot on goal and maybe it deflects off the other team you know, maybe yeah. Ilya accidentally gets a foot on it and it goes in the corner. Like it's, it's just so dangerous. And we've had those plays and I guarantee you that's something they're working on in training, you know, clearing corner kicks, getting it out of there. Cause that's, it's frustrating. Um, yeah. I, you know, the players are frustrated. Like this is, it can't happen anymore. Yeah. So that was frustrating. And then what was even more frustrating was they put up a minute of stoppage time. It's the 45th minute. You're like, okay, let's just get to the half. Tied 1-1. We'll be fine. Yeah, right. Portland, again, it's, you know, they got the ball deep in their half, and suddenly they make two passes, and now they're in the box on the attack because that's what they do. And, you know, I don't really know. There's a lot of things that happened on this goal. There's not really any one person on defense that's, like, explicitly and solely to blame because – I think we just kind of got complacent and lazy. Now, the biggest mistake is probably Fontas, who tried to block the ball, and it just he just totally whiffed it, and it kind of just bounced off of him, and it just fell in the box right to Marvin Loria. And uh, Tim came out. He kind of deflected it, and then it went off Jalen, who tried to clear it. But I don't really feel like we can blame Jalen because he did his – I mean, yeah, you should do better clearing it, but, like, he was in a tough situation. He kind of tried to hit it with his trailing foot. It was going to be an own goal, and then Loria tapped it in 2-1. That ends up being the final score. It's just the I, second I half believe, wasn't great. I can't believe the second half was as unentertaining un- as it was. Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. We're from behind now. We're coming from behind. We got them where we want them. Like, this is how we've been all season trying to come back. So let's go. Yeah. And the second half was just so uneventful, and I, I was so surprised that we didn't have that that drive. Sporting had a decent chance in like the 67, 68 minute, but you know, overall, it just we had a lot of meh chances throughout the entire game. If you look at the XG charts, you know, if, if you go to at GameFlowXPG on Twitter, they always put up their their XG charts, and it shows over the course of the game exactly how good your chances are. And Portland granted only really had two or three good chances they put two of them away sporting had one decent chance two or three okay chances and then a a lot of just really not very 
good shots. So, yeah, you know, this, this game, according to XG, 1.41 for Portland to 1.48 to Sporting KC. So there was no team that was really that much better, which I think just kind of, again, speaks to Portland's game plan in this instance and in that they were totally content to let Sporting get all these corners, win all this possession, take all these shots, and they didn't care because they ended up getting their two goals on the counter or off of a set piece, and that was that. So, Pretty frustrating, man. Pretty frustrating. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not good, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Sporting had their chances, couldn't put them away. Johnny Russell had multiple chances. He's just – He's in a funk, man. I don't know what's going on with Johnny. He hasn't scored since like September of last year. So it's been, yeah, it's been a bit. He hasn't done much of anything. He's, he's had an assist here and there. He's in a contract year, which isn't great for him. I know people don't want to hear it, but like we've talked about it a little before. I don't know if you can bring Johnny back on the salary that he's on right now, given his current form. That's rough, man. That's, that's tough to talk about. And it's also kind of sad. It is sad, but you know. Um, like we said, Peter Vermees was weirdly not upset after the game. He said, you know, we were dominating them at their own pace and we had the ball a lot and we were moving it well. We were dictating a lot of the game and we did it for the whole game, really two very good lessons for us today, but I'm very proud of these guys because we dominated the game with the ball. So I just, He's not wrong, but he, you know, he goes, we created a lot of opportunities. I'm not going to say they were high quality. There were some good chances there. They had a few quality chances there. We, um, But it's just, I don't know. He only used one sub, which I know people are always talking about Peter Vermees substitution patterns. You know, maybe he just didn't think there was anything on the bench that would have been better, but. Maybe who knows what, what goes into the, the thought process there, you know? Yeah. And he mentions what you said too, because he was asked about Alan Polito and he said, you've got to give credit to Portland. They were doing everything they could to stop him. There were three or four guys around him. Every time he got there, there were at least two guys when he was inside the box, there were four guys going to block the ball. So smart. It's suffocating, dude. I mean, it's that, you know, LeBron, you're going to double team that guy. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. And until you get more comfortable uh, not being so proud and trying to take it yourself and like, I don't know if Allen is really like, you know, selfish, but like he's got to find someone because they're coming. He's not going to get the goals. He's going to have to focus on getting more assists. Yeah. Yeah. And when, you know, the good news for Sporting KC as a team is when they pull two, three, four people onto Polito in the box, that leaves, you know, one, two, three other people open somewhere on the field. So it's just a matter of finding the open windows, finding the open passing lanes having people like Johnny Russell be able to convert their chances because he had a couple of good opportunities this game. He had some opportunities in previous games that he just has not been able to put away. It's it's given me the same feelings of, uh, you know, 2019 Daniel Shalloway, where it's just like could not buy a goal to save his life until the very last game of the season. It feels that way. And I, God, I love Johnny Russell to death, but is he is he kind of a one-trick pony? in the case that he is on the wing and, oh, two guys are coming at him. I bet he's going to split those guys up. He tried to split them. They knew that because that's what he tries every time. I I don't know. What other tricks can you do, though? That's his thing. That is – that's sort of his trademark thing, and it worked real well in his first season. And then of people course. kind of got used to it. They knew to look for him to try to split the defender. He's just – you know, he's got decent pace. He He's just got to find – 
he's kind of got to do what Kyrie does at times, which is just to find the space and use his body a little bit more because he's a strong dude to well, just fast create too, man. space. He's deceptively fast. Like, I don't think he's as fast as he is sometimes. And then he outruns people to balls. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's a lot quicker than you would expect. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's just going to trust his teammates and, and find the space off the ball a little bit more. And he might not be able to make the runs as much with the ball at his feet because they know what to expect now. But he's just going to find other creative ways to to get in space and uh, use what is given to him because there's three or four people on Alan Polito in the box. So. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But we do move to Colorado. Um, we we have a pretty decent history against Colorado. And the last three times we've played them, we've won two of those. No, we've won all. No, we've won two of those three games. I got confused for a second. Uh, we we drew um, in August of last year, 1-1. But outside of that, we beat them 4-0 in October. We beat them 3-2 last July. So pretty decent against Colorado in recent history. What are you feeling against uh, or for this game tonight? You know, uh, I think it could go, it could go either way, man. If you're matching up, you know, if you look at sportingkc.com, they always release the by the numbers. And at the very bottom, there's always like the rank in the league, like where you rank in chances, shots, shots made, shots created, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's almost pretty even on who has advantages in those categories, fouls suffered, you know, um, so I, I'm worried about it, but I think, I think we're going to bounce back hard. Now I wonder if Zussi is healthy, does he come back in for a Jalen Lindsay who's buzzing off a goal again? Because that's what happened last time Jalen scored and then took a seat. And I'm like, well, don't we want to keep Jalen in there for one? He's fresh as hell. The dude's got legs for days. I think he could go <laughs> again, but he just had a banger of a goal. Why wouldn't you want that confidence in your lineup? Yeah, it's I don't know. It's tough, man. I mean, I trying to Zeus. balance. Yeah, I love him. That's real tough. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but as you mentioned, he's the rations. Zeus, he's questionable, right? Like he, he I was, think so. He was not out last game. He right. Was a maybe. Right. Uh, the Rapids, as you mentioned, have gotten off to a really good start this year. Uh, they've got taken Diego Rubio over there, right? Mm-hmm, they've taken 15 of a possible 18 points since the start of May. Wow. Uh, Diego Rubio has three goals. Um, midfielder Jack Price is tied for third in MLS with four assists. They got a like bunch of guys. One of those. Michael Barrios, the little pest from FC Dallas, is with Colorado now, so we're going to have to deal with him. We're going to get mad. We're going to get mad. There's going to be cursing. <laughs> Rubio loves to score on us. I mean, yeah. he loves it because he has something to prove because we let him go, you know? Yeah. This is a decent team. So I do think sporting is going to try to bounce back. Well, obviously they're going to try to bounce back. I do think sporting will bounce back. And I think there's a decent chance that we, we win this game. So I'm going to go with that, but there's also going to be the buzz around uh, Jimmy Nielsen. Who's going to be inducted as the latest sporting legend. That's pretty cool. And he's going to be signing uh, copies of the book Mm -hmm. out on the Mazuma Plaza. I believe it's called. Yep. From six to six 50 PM. You can uh, get uh, Nielsen to autograph his one club commemorative book or the one club commemorative yeah. book for the season ticket members and fans from six to six fifty on the Mazuma and Plaza. Maybe celebrate a, a Denmark victory out there with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. You know, there, the other thing that's happening is, is this is the, uh, the game where you bring your, your vaccination card and you can get 30% off almost everything. Oh, Not can we get it everything. on jerseys? No, not jerseys. Oh, well then. 
that sucks. <laughs> not jerseys, not the uh, special edition Sporting KC and Negro Leagues Baseball Museum collaboration T-shirt and celebration of Juneteenth, which that one I get a little bit more because I think some of that money is, is being donated. So sure, it feels weird to be like, I want 30% off the money that I'm for this product that is a charitable product, right. but jerseys. I was... I was looking forward to a jersey, man. I was like, I'm going to get it, you know, and now I don't know if I will. But if you want something else, bring your vaccination card 30% off, whether you want a scarf or a jacket or some shorts or socks, whatever it is, you can get 30% off. So, but we play Colorado on Wednesday and then we're back just a few days later at Children's Mercy Park, 4.30 p.m. on Saturday to take on LAFC and LAFC... Are yeah. you going to do any of the uh, Woso doubleheaders this week? I can't do the Woso doubleheaders this week because no. Wednesday I'm, I'm, I work during the day, so I'm not, not able to go to the game on Wednesday. And then uh, Saturday night, I think we got some family stuff going on after the game. So there you go. There you I, go. Should be fun though. Everyone that's going out there. I hope uh, people take advantage of it and absolutely could be cool. It's pretty cool. If you can, uh, tickets are still available to the doubleheaders for both Wednesday and Saturday. So check it out, a full day of soccer. Go support the women as well. Uh, they got a really cool thing going on here. Uh, you've heard some of it from Ali Trost last week talking about what KCNWSL is going on. If you didn't listen to that episode, go check it out. It's well, think cool. of it this way. They're still searching for their first win, and they got two chances at home to get it so you could be there for their first ever win. Absolutely. Definitely want to do that. Uh, LAFC, they're a name that's scary because of their history over the last few years just because of the name it's ridiculous well they're not doing very well this year through eight games they have nine points and they have a minus one goal differential so you would think they are doing well because extra time radio surely uh they mention (laughs) them all the time by the way by the way we escalated that and they have talked about it a couple times yeah even yesterday's episode they they talked about it they brought it up again well that first time bias they were a little dismissive of it we got a little defensive course he did yeah you're good everyone gets defensive uh truth hurts bro like yeah. that's what it is they 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 kind of were like yeah no this well we feel vindicated and i was like well we'll see uh, think, you want to uh, feel attacked because he, the numbers don't lie andrew's gonna keep tracking it throughout the rest of the season and he'll send something in at the end of the year and we'll we'll see we'll yeah, see dude just i mean we're not even like feeling slighted as sporting fans it's just it feels undeserved to not give attention to everybody else, you know? And it's, it's interesting that that's made such an impact on their show. He may have changed the course of their whole show. It will be interesting to see if they course correct now. I mean, I will say, I understand like, okay, Miami, I get why they're being talked about a lot because they're cheaters. Austin, I get why they're being talked about a lot because you have Matthew McConaughey in his bright green jacket and his drum and around new. his neck and they're he's doing his weird. All right. All right. All right. Chance on the field. And they're new, but and Seattle's in first place. But LAFC, really? Come on now. I know they got Carlos Vela and Bob Bradley and Will Ferrell, but like nine points through eight games, man. Come on yeah, now. I mean, I hope they don't catch fire when they come to us. I mean, I'd like to they won't. You know, get some points there. We're gonna oh, beat you're, them. you're set. You think that's a done deal? I think, I think we got three points from LAFC. Done deal. This is a Thanks huge back. week for Sporting KC because – we need to make sure, especially since Seattle has that game in hand, I don't want that gap to continue to grow while we 
have played one more game than they have. And Colorado, that's a huge game because they're right on our heels in third place. They've only played eight games, but they have 16 points, only one point less than we do. So this is a really, really crucial game tonight, Wednesday against Colorado for Sporting KC to get a full three points. Yeah, that's a big one because, I mean, we don't want to lose much pace on Seattle, man, being four points ahead of us right now. So, yeah. So let's uh, let, let's talk about some other Sporting KC news before we get to some questions here. We did mention the provisional rosters were released for the CONCACAF Gold Cup and Sporting KC midfielder Gianluca Buzio and goalkeeper Tim Melia have been selected by head coach Greg Berhalter for the U.S. men's national team provisional list. Yeah, let's just explain provisional right now. They have to have a 23-man roster and they have been chosen out of 60. Right. <laughs> So this is the first time either of them have been announced to a full U.S. men's national team roster. So it is cool. It is a big deal. Do you think Melia cares that much? You think he's just like, I mean, I'd rather be with my club. You've passed on me so many times. Like, why now? I think if he actually got selected, I mean, obviously it's tempting to go. The question is a paycheck. Yeah. It's money. And you get to represent your country, which I mean, this it it's the peak of international soccer for representing your yeah. club just to say you did it it's one of those things like just to say you did right and i wouldn't blame him for wanting to have that jersey on and 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 get out there on the field and and have that experience the problem yeah. is if i were him and i get selected i'm not him obviously but let's say i get i, I get a call from greg and he's like hey i want you to come down and actually be a part of this gold cup i'd be like okay what does that mean? Am I actually going to be a part of this gold cup or am I going to be sitting on the bench while, you know, one of the young guys, Zach Steffen or, exactly. or whoever is out there on the field. And I'm just going to be away from my team sitting to on be the bench. a backup. Yeah. yeah. We should have had Tim on today. We should have been like, <laughs> Tim, tell us all of this. Do you care about this? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Boos um, is a little different. You can say Busio cares. He's a young kid. I mean, he could have a long U S men's national team career. Well, and if you look at, so Matt Doyle put up an article where he's like, I'm going to predict who actually gets picked. And if you look at Doyle has way too much time on his hands. <laughs> if you look at goalkeeper, he's predicting Matt Turner, Sean Johnson, and JT Marcinkowski as the, hmm. the goalkeepers. So, you know, that's, that's not totally unexpected. I don't think any of us really think Tim Melia will actually be in the final roster. Bro, I got to tell you, I kind of hope he's not. Like, then that, that means if they keep going in the Gold Cup that we don't have him for some games. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, he does, however, predict that Gianluca Buzio will be selected to the final roster in the central midfield. So I would assume so, and that just means we're losing him to the Gold Cup and then potentially losing him to Europe. Well, that's the thing that gets interesting is, okay, so we have the first three games are Sunday, July 11th, uh, Thursday, July 15th, and Sunday, July 18th, I should say those are the games at um, Children's Mercy Park. The USA uh, games. Yes. The USA games, yeah. Um, Group stage. Correct. So, you know, this is an opportunity to potentially see Buzio in his home stadium for the U.S. men's national team, which is really cool. That'd be cool. And I hate to say it, but it could be the last time we see Gianluca Buzio in Children's Mercy Park at all. That's very poetic and uh, could you, you very much could be correct because, but it's going to be loud as hell for him. And if he didn't play, I mean, I think there was a time when Zussi was on men's national team and was like on the bench or something. He at Children's Beasler, Mercy Park. Thank. Yeah. At Children's Mercy Park. And I was like, screw this. This is stupid. 
Like, yeah. I'm not here for any of these other guys. I'm here for them. Right. You want to give them the ovation and hear their, yeah. their names. It's their home stadium. So I don't know. I just, um, I'm happy for Tim. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously there, there are a couple other players who are selected as well. Alan Polito was selected to represent Mexico. Um, Roger Espinoza was selected to represent Honduras. <laughs> no, he's Roger Espinoza. He retired from national team duty and they were like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to come. So do you think he's mad or do you think he's like, okay, <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, thank you for the honor. I'm not coming. He'll, you think he'll turn it down if he, oh, yeah. if he's on there. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, he's done. <laughs> They're trying so. to pull him out and he's like, I, I already told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so. a written letter of resignation. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it'll be interesting, but I mean, if Polito's gone, then, you know, that might be some extended time where we're going to have Kyrie or Wilson Harris up top too. So it'll be interesting, but they, we'll they see. seem to go with Kyrie and then maybe bring Wilson Harris with 30 minutes left or something, you know? And yeah. It's very, very different. I, I hate this national team break stuff, man. I really do. I get it. I get the, you know, patriotism and all that, but like, gosh, it just sucks to take people away from their teams. It really does. It does. So, and you know, like we said, the, the reality of a Gianluca Buzio summer transfer seems to be coming more and more solidified, although nothing is actually solidified in stone. Uh, Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star, I'm not going to read through this whole thing, obviously, but if you have a Kansas City Star subscription, I would say go read this article because it's a couple thousand words that sort of details the history of how Gianluca Buzio got here. But it's also got some quotes from Peter Vermees and Gianluca Buzio in here that make it sound like it's a done deal like he's gone and it's not done in terms of which team he's going to but there's a quote in here from Buzio that says I'm not forcing my way out it's not like that it's mutual that we both talked about this from the beginning this has always been the stepping stone it's always been the plan they have yeah. not been veiled in that sense they, they've always been straightforward and uh mm-hmm. you know, forthcoming and i don't know what words i'm using here <laughs> transparent and, they've been they've been transparent through the whole thing yeah and and peter me says if you ask me if i want to sell buzio i'd say no i want him to be here but i also oh, understand shit. that buzio has ambition to go overseas and i respect that all of my decisions here have always been long term not short term i've presented my vision to ownership about how this pro player pathway would work part of that is there are players who are going to be sold this is just a validation of that so it's just we, the business man yeah we do not yet know which team he will go to. Um, Peter's of, like, no, I don't want to sell my most electrifying midfielder. I, <laughs> how would I do that? There are a number of uh, Italian teams who are interested. There are some German teams and some Dutch teams who have also been interested. Now, this is interesting because it does talk a little bit about the asking price for Gianluca Buzio. We've heard rumors before. You better Stand jack McDowell. that up, Peter. You better jack it up. Well, Sam McDowell says that the, the asking price is, quote, somewhere north of $5 million, and Sporting is seeking additional incentives to sweeten the pot, sources said, whether that be appearances, goals, national team appearances, things of that nature. So Cristiano Ronaldo on loan. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, the number could fluctuate. You know, if there are no incentives, it could be more than $5 million that Sporting gets. Or, and this is a risk-reward type scenario, Sporting could agree to a lower end of its range for the initial fee, but then get a larger, quote, sell-on fee, which basically, mm-hmm. if, if you're not familiar with a sell-on fee, it's, let's say we sell Gianluca Buzio to AC Milan for $5 million, but 
but we agree to a 30% sell-on fee. So then if Buzio becomes the world's best midfielder and AC Milan sells him to Manchester United for $100 million, well, then we would get 30% of the 100 or of whatever Ooh, the team wee. gets. So we get 30% of that sell. That's a big one. Now we're talking, talking money. Can you imagine <laughs> if he went to Juventus and this would never happen and he just talks up Sporting KC and Cristiano Ronaldo is like, yeah, I think, I, I think I'll go there when I finally I dabble in MLS. It won't know. happen because Ronaldo is, uh, I think, wanted in court in the USA. And he's so, a rapist. Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But uh, I don't think he would uh, want to step foot in here because they'll be like, sir, we need, to, we need you to come with us. You get arrested <laughs> the second you step foot. Yeah. The second. Yeah. But the reason that it's heating up, people might be asking, and Sam does a really good job explaining all this, but the reason that the transfer for Buzio is heating up suddenly now is his contract runs through the end of next season, 2022. So you might think, well, you got a few windows to sell him. The problem is summer we know is when MLS is in the middle of their season, but it's, it's the preseason for European teams. True. European, Starting in July. Yeah. Yeah. They usually like to get their, their rosters more solidified before their season starts. Um, of and course there are come in mid season form. Like he'd be a great asset to any team. Right. And, and yes, they have some signings in the winter, but those are usually more filler signings. They're, they're less value typically. Um, so you could say, well, then you could wait till next season to sell him because his contract goes through the end of 2022. But at that point, he can just sign a pre-contract and get away on a free. And then you have another Eric Palmer Brown situation. This would be a big deal, man, if he goes to one of these big leagues, because uh, when Eric Palmer Brown left, he really didn't play, you know, for those big teams. He got like mm-hmm. loaned out and everything. But if Busio went to like AC Milan, like you mentioned, or anybody huge like that in a big league like uh, Serie A or, or Premier League, we as a fan base would automatically take interest in mm-hmm. whatever team he was on. Absolutely. Um, it'd be different if he was in some Turkish league team or something, because those games aren't really easy to watch, nor do you want to. Right. But I could tell you right now, I'd be looking for a Busio AC Milan jersey. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've it's... never had that caliber of player with us, really. I mean, Espinoza went and played for uh, Wigan. Uh, Wigan. I mean, that was something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Eric Palmer Brown was the closest, I guess. And and like and you said, City, he's just he play? no, he just kind of bounced around. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is so Buzio talks because there's been rumors links to Juventus and he says that his spot, his ideal spot right now is not a team like Juventus. It's it's the move before you go to a team like Juventus, because he says, quote, I know I'm going to have to prove myself again. I think here I've had to work for my spot, but they gave me a chance. I want to go somewhere where I have a chance to play. I'm not saying they're going to guarantee me a first team start every game, but I want to go somewhere where I can really show them and try to push for a spot. If that's a lower or mid-level team, that's something I'm open to. If that's a team playing in a relegation battle, but they have a plan for me and take pride in putting time into trying to help me, I think that's something I'd look forward to doing. I mean, no, then just stay here and we'll continue to build you until you're ready for those big teams. Like, dude, well, you're doing so many good things. I don't blame him though. Cause there is a difference between a solid oh, MLS team or playing for a mid table Serie A team. Like you, 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 you want to go still, play for Ryan Reynolds, team Wrexham. But I don't, I, I think what he's trying to avoid. And I actually think this is pretty self-aware and pretty wise is that you don't want to do the EPB thing or the Zach Steffen thing where it's like, yeah, the giant club signs you and then they send you off to some random team, you know, in 
Belgium and then you play there for a little bit and never get your shot and end up just kind of riding the bench the whole time. Whereas if he could go to, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, what's a, a Fiorentina, he's been linked to Fiorentina and, and help a low mid table Serie A team get some good time and, and kind of move their way up sort of like what Weston McKinney did at Schalke. I mean, Schalke is not the name brand marquee German club, but he got there, got some time and moved to Juventus where now he's a key part of their team. So. Oh yeah. I feel you. I just get sad talking about it, man. It's the reality of sports, but it's not all sports. It's not American sports. I mean, this is just soccer and it's how things go in the business and it's, it sucks, but it's reality. Yeah. Ian Siebert asked, does Buzio make it with us to the 831 deadline? I don't think so, Ian. Oh, Ian, that's wishful thinking, my friend. <laughs> I, I would love that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Justin Schaefer says, who do you think has been the most improved player so far this year? I mean, it's it's Daniels on Daniels, man. Yeah. Like we just it, we know each other, you know, he's 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 killing it. It's Daniel. I mean, Buzio has taken a good step, I think, this year, year over year. Sure. But but Daniel but improved. I mean, he didn't he didn't need much to improve from, really. Yeah. Uh, Connor Bateman asks what you asked earlier. Do you think Zussi will start if healthy? I think Jalen has shown enough to earn the starting spot going forward. Looks to keep improving as the season goes on. Frustrating Come not to on, win in man. Portland after dominating them, but we've seen that result in the past. Come on, though. I mean, Peter loves some Zussi, dude. We all love Zussi, and we're. We're going to be mad if Jalen doesn't start, but I think Peter's going to troll all of us. And if Zussi's healthy, he's in. And then uh, Sam Gleason, this will be the last one we do for for today because we've got a couple other things we want to hit on before we call it. Sam says, two questions. I love our captain, but couldn't help but feeling like Johnny was not the most effective against Portland. What do you guys think he needs to do to give us better minutes? Well, we kind of talked about that a little bit. But his second question can you continue having a public discourse with Alaskan Airlines customer service? <laughs> I did that. That was me. <laughs> that was so weird. I, I didn't even, I didn't even tag them. I didn't no. at them or anything. No. I just said the name and this guy was like, Hey, this is Jordan from Alaska Airlines. Please let us know if you have any issues. And I was like, not you, Jordan. It's the, <laughs> it's the team jerseys that you sponsor. He was trying to be helpful. <laughs> I know. And I was like, get out of here, Jordan. I think you just said like Alaska Airlines sucks or something like that, but you didn't tag them. They must be yeah. searching for their name on Twitter. They must have some kind of alert set up whenever someone mentions them. I don't know how the <laughs> algorithm works, but your brother was like, hashtag I stand with Jordan. And I was like, get out of here, Eddie. Like, <laughs> got no time for you. <laughs> oh boy. Too funny. Um, I was like, okay, well they got that TikTok sleeve sponsor. So let's, let's, let's get a feud going with China. Yeah, that'll that'll end well for us. That wouldn't go well. <laughs> a lot of TikTok users out there. I haven't I haven't mastered that. I haven't downloaded it. Oh, I have it. I don't post anything on it. I just oh. watch things on it. You do? Okay. Yeah. My wife's always constantly doing things and she'll Whoa. send me things that are hilarious like yeah. singing puppy dogs. Those are fun. It's it's terrifying how good the algorithm is at nailing down exactly the type of content you want to see. That's what's scary. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, it's terrifying. And everybody's TikTok feed is totally different. Like I'm 10 years older than Eddie, my youngest brother. And I'll be seeing these like crazy trends that are hilarious on TikTok. And I'll mention something to him. He'll be like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, you haven't seen like, this? It's all it. over TikTok. And he's like, it's not all over my TikTok. So. And you're like, I don't get it. Why, why aren't you seeing what I'm seeing? He's like, Jimmy, stop being old. 
It's because I'm sad, old, and depressed. Because like on my TikTok, it's just a bunch of Bo Burnham songs from his new special, and hey, and, and he's like, and he's like, I there's been no Bo Burnham content on my TikTok feed, and I'm like, well, that's because you're not a depressed thirty plus year old. So I love it. I listen to it all day. <laughs> um, a couple of things I do want to hit on league wide, uh, but do you have anything else for SKC you want to touch on before we just hit a nah, couple? Nah, man, we items? just got to hope for six points this week, dude. That's big time. Uh, Chicago Fire FC unveiled a revamped crest. That's right. We, we know there was the debacle with their weird rebrand, and then yeah. they basically were like, "Sorry, we messed up. We'll do it again." And power of the people, right? Fans come at you, and you're like, "Okay, okay, we don't want any trouble." <laughs> is this crest better than the original crest? Uh, reasonable people can disagree, but it's yes. certainly better than the crest they just replaced. What do you mean? Are you saying is this crest better than the original crest, which was honestly just the Chicago Fire Department logo? <laughs> like that's all that was, dude. So it's like, yeah, this is immensely better because if you wore shit around town, people are like, oh, thank you for fighting fires. And you're like, I, I don't. <laughs> I just kick a ball. <laughs> well, you have the hat. <laughs> I just watch a team that kicks a ball. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you for your service. What were you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I really do like this crest. I think it's a good blend of honoring the original crest because it's got some of those same design elements but it's it's got the chicago colors with the, the baby blue and the dark blue and the red it it brings it more in line actually with the the red stars the women's team um i think it's i got a really cool aesthetic um women's team crushed it they have a jersey that looks like the freaking l train uh mm-hmm. cta map the map it's amazing i'm so. like oh wow i remember that stop all right yeah <laughs> it's um they do talk about their fan involvement this time. 225,000 plus words written via website submission. 500 plus hours of dedicated time from fan roundtables. 10,000 plus fan responses via social media. And it's just like, well, yeah, you better. That's exhausting. Because of all the mess that you made last time. But I really do like the new Fire logo. And it'll be interesting well, to see their new jerseys. Yeah. But I hope like teams like Sporting aren't like, well, everyone's rebranding. Should we rebrand? No. No, no. no. I hope I hope the front office is like, we got this right, okay? We don't need to do anything because it's easy to feel pressure when you see everyone else changing around you. Well, should yeah. we? No, no, no. We, we're, we crushed the damn thing. Yeah. It's, it's awesome, and I think we know that. Sporting, I think, was actually a little ahead of the game with their rebrand in that I'm biased, I know that, but I think the Sporting KC rebrand has withstood the test of time very well and still feels yeah. modern, uh, where, whereas teams like the Chicago Fire or – Columbus Crew is a weirder situation, but Houston Dynamo, like all of their rebrands are trying to sort of evolve from that MLS 2.0 kind of feel, MLS 1.0, MLS 2.0 to a more modern aesthetic. The New England Revolution doing the same thing. I think sporting still holds up, so I don't think we need to do anything. I don't think so. I, I really hope not. And uh, Ch- Chad would know. Chad would know. He's probably listening right now. Like, no, no, you guys are right. We're not. We're fine. <laughs> After he uh, he he bobs his head to the rad key song because we know we know you're a big fan, Chad. Shout out, Chad. You? you ever put our podcast on two times speed? That rad key hits a little I harder. I do not know how you do that. Well, you got to have a big brain like me, bro. Not everyone has that. I got a supernova brain. It's weird. Yeah, I. That's what it is. The last thing I wanted to touch on is. We're getting more MLS coming in 2022. MLS is launching a new professional league in 2022 that sounds like it's basically going to try to compete with USL. 
kind of sort USL is like, good, MLS, take your kids and leave. Yeah. Get out of our league. <laughs> the, I think they're trying to apply for D3 status with it. So USL Championship will still kind of be D2, but then USL League One, which was kind of D3, this is going to kind of be on that level. But I think what's happening is, and the USL has what, like 74 teams now in their league? Like it's got too many teams. So MLS will take all of their club affiliated teams almost certainly and they will go to this new MLS player pathway league that will start in 2022 with 20 clubs. Um, a bunch of them will be clubs that are owned by MLS clubs, but they do say there's the potential for independently owned teams uh, to start in the inaugural season and bring soccer to cities that do not yet have professional soccer, which is kind of interesting. Cool, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, hey, is SKC2 allowing fans yet? I don't know. I haven't. I mean, no one's there, so I assume no one's allowing them, but I, I don't want to speak like it's Houston Dynamo or something. But, I mean, it's, I'd like to go to a game or two, man. They're, they're out shooting their opponents just like SKC is, so it's, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do know that SKC2 will almost certainly move to this new league yeah. because this is, they're trying to basically complete that pathway because right now they have the academies and then they have the MLS senior clubs. But MLS doesn't have that in between that they control. There's a lot of cl- uh, clubs that have their USL affiliate, but yeah. but they want to be able to control in an enclosed MLS environment from academy to senior team. MLS wants control. This is so <laughs> different. I've never what? heard this before. So they only have incredible control over every single team. <laughs> Right. Well, the other thing he says is like this new league will give rise to more professional opportunities on the technical and business side of the game, developing new jobs for sure. coaches, referees, and executives. So, Back office, bro. You want to go work in, in soccer? I mean, this could open up jobs. That's for sure. I just hope on, on a personal note, I hope they use this as an opportunity to um, train and, and lift up more diverse talent bases, both for referees, coaches, and executives, because it's a problem across all sports where it's white dudes who are typically yeah. the executives. And, and this is an opportunity if, if you're going to be serious about your, you know, soccer for all and inclusion, and they still have their pride month logo and everything like you really got to, um, got to, you know, walk the walk instead of just talk the talk. So should we go train to be referees for this new league? <laughs> Can you imagine you and I being out there? I don't know if I could handle some criticism. I, I'd be like, stop yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> why are you so I'm mean? doing my best. But, and why are you arguing with me? No referee has ever changed their call, ever. <laughs> it's already it, been made. It's pretty cool. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on what happens. And as we get more details about whatever this league will be, I assume we'll find out more details in the coming months because it's supposed to start next year in March. So we shall pretty see. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. But... That's about all I got for this week, man. Got anything else for our good listeners? Yeah, go buy some merch. Get that No Other Pod merch, man. Oh, I yeah. wore my tank top to the Monarchs game on Father's Day, and it was, I mean, it's the lightest material I've ever had, and I'm, I'm pretty sold. Yeah. And I'm, like, really struggling. I'm, like, why don't we get free stuff? Why don't they, like, it's our stuff. <laughs> why don't we get to try the stuff? And it's, like, nope, we got to pay for it, too. That's we do. Okay. We buy our own stuff. But, yeah, yeah. go check out our merch. So we got a lot of cool stuff. We, we still got our pride gear up there. We got our regular uh, No Other Pod logo. We got some really cool word marks, rainbow word marks, yep. word marks in the colors of other Kansas City professional sports teams. Uh, go check out the link in our bio on our social. Um, you'll be able well, to get the to deal. the merch store from there. 
you can really play around with some of the combinations, what logo you want, what material you want that on. You're really kind of customizing things yourself. Mm -hmm. Go in there right now. If you're listening to me, you're not going to, you're not going to regret this. You pick the hoodie, you pick the lightweight hoodie in red and throw the, the crest pride logo. The pride Looks logo, good. no other pod crest. And I'm like, mm, I'm buying this shit. So if you guys want to be matchy matchy <laughs> with me, you should get this. Cause when it's hoodie weather again, and it will be, I'm buying it. There you go. You have been told. So go to the link in our bio on our social. I think it's on our Delicious. no other pod social and our uh, personal socials. Now um, you can check I it out. I learned how to do that. You did learn I how had, to do I that. I added a website. Yes. There you go. Uh, Maybe I'll create a bit.ly. I'll probably create a bit.ly. You could what at this point, you can maybe try to do bit.ly slash no other pod. And that might work. If it doesn't, then go back to the link in our social. But I'm recording this before I try it. But I'll try to create a shortened URL. So you could do that too. Bitly. I thought Linktree was a a short one. (laughs) Well, Linktree takes you to where you can have all the options to click on the various different things, including Manscaped, where you can put promo code no other pod to get 20% off and free shipping or hello tushy where you can go to hello tushy.com slash no other to get 10% off your hello tushy bidet products so it's a tree of links it is I get it. yep so make sure you go check that out but uh but thank you guys so much for for listening again uh make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jc max 03 like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod and uh shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com calm uh but until next week he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya six points this week baby Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.